We've all probably known our fair share of teachers' pets, haven't we? Or maybe you have a word or a phrase for that guy that you know that just loves to rub elbows with the boss. And of course, we all know what you call the man who's always trying to get on his wife's good side. Smart. Very smart. But what do you call the one who tries to get in good with the Savior. I guess in one sense you could call that one a disciple because it's always what the disciples seemingly were trying to do. Always wanted to butter Jesus up a little bit. You remember maybe the favor of James and John one day. Hey Jesus, you know when you go to your glory thing, because we all know you're going to, right? Why don't you save a place for us so that we can be with you? Remember Peter? Peter so bold so assured of himself. All these people will leave you, Jesus, but I will never leave you. Each time Jesus recognizes their shallow words and empty promises, and he calls them out and in some way puts them in their place. But today, we hear a story of a man who has someone very near to him that is deathly ill. And this man has heard about the things Jesus has said. He's heard about the things Jesus has done. And he is assured that Jesus can do something about his situation. So he sends some people he knows. He sends maybe some of his friends to go find Jesus. To go beg him. To please come and heal this boy. I'd go, Jesus, but I'm not even worthy and when Jesus hears that Luke tells us that he is amazed talk about getting in good with the boss the one who created heaven and earth the one who has power over all things is amazed by this Roman soldier and one of the things that's interesting about it is that they haven't even met. They haven't spoken face to face. They don't know what each other's voice sounds like. They're having messages relayed back and forth. And even in that kind of relationship, Jesus is amazed by this Roman soldier. Now, amazing things happen in Luke's gospel all the time. In fact, uh, several times Luke tells us that there are people who are amazed at things. Mary and Joseph are amazed at some of the things people are saying about their baby Jesus. The teachers in the temple are amazed at the young boy Jesus and the understanding that he has. People are amazed by things Jesus says. They are amazed by things Jesus does. They are even amazed by his fishing skills. you got to look that story up. Over and over, Luke tells us that people are amazed. But this is the only time Luke tells us Jesus is amazed at something. So, what is it that is so amazing? What is it that can amaze Jesus? 
he isn't impressed, I guess, with the people who have told the soldier about him. He doesn't seem to be too impressed even with the Jewish elders who come and tell him about the Roman soldier. Now, I would think that would be something to be impressed by because, you know, we're under Rome's authority and to be able to stand up and to tell someone from that authority about this Jesus guy, this kingdom guy, seems like that would take a lot of effort, maybe even a lot of faith. But Jesus seems to be okay with that. No big deal. I think in part, in part of why that doesn't seem to impress Jesus too much is well, it's found in what they say to Jesus. These elders come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, there is this guy who needs your help. And we think he is worthy for you to help. See what they did there? They deemed him worthy of having Jesus do something for him. And why was he worthy? Because he had done stuff for them. Y'all with me? Didn't that just kind of sound? And what's really more significant about it is Jesus has just finished his words, the words of his sermon, in which part of what he says is, what good is it if you do good to those who do good to you? You ever known somebody that just didn't listen to a sermon? I mean, not you guys, right? But, you know, other people who just, he just said it. And here we are. So I think he's not impressed at all about their faith. They seem to have a faith that Jesus can do something for this man, but it seems to be related still to what they can get out of it and why it's good for them. He is worthy, they tell Jesus. But what seems to be so amazing about the centurion's faith what seems to be amazing about this Roman soldier's faith, faith is the fact that he understands, he sees something about Jesus that maybe the other people do not see. Tells Jesus, I would go, I'm not worthy though, but I also am a man under authority. Did you hear that part? I also am a man under authority. You know what that means. The Roman soldier is saying, hey, I'm just a soldier and there was someone above me. There was someone giving me orders, telling me what to do. I also, just like you, Jesus, it seems that the Roman soldier recognized that Jesus was given authority from somebody else. Because if you look at all the things Jesus has said before, if you look at all the things that he had done that had amazed people, oh, it was amazing because it meant something for them. It was amazing because it was fun to watch. It was cool to see. Huh? What could this mean for us? But it seems like this soldier, Roman soldier, recognized that Jesus was given authority by God. And I can hear and see Jesus saying, Yes! Finally! I remember one time in our, one of our churches, we had been there only a 
couple of weeks. And I had come in, had the robe on, had the big cross, right? Little girl was in there. She's probably three years old. She looked up at me, holding her mom's head. and said, Mommy, it's Jesus. <laughs> and I said, Yes! Someone finally recognizes my potential. Sure, it was a childish thought. It was something that that child saw and all of this that connected her to God. But I think it's the same thing that amazed Jesus that the Roman soldier exhibited. He heard and he saw something in Jesus that he knew was from God. I love that because sometimes we think we have to do certain things to amaze God, to get on God's good side, to impress God. But here, this Roman soldier hadn't done anything, necessarily. But yet he amazed God. There's two tough things you hear all the time from church people, uh, sometimes, because uh, these church people, they're a, they're a funny bunch. I don't know if you've heard about them. But there seem to be two things that church people are so proud of that they are sure amazes God. One is their church attendance. How many times have people told me, well, John, I've been around here forever, and I'm not going anywhere. This is my church. I'm not stepping foot out of here. I've been here a long time. And I praise God for that. I thank God for that. But just going to church in and of itself, not that big of a deal. Because all you do is get up and you come. Really nothing spectacular. You ever spoken to someone who hasn't been to church in quite a while? I have. You know what one of the things they say is? It just kind of fell out of our routine. See, so just going to church isn't very amazing in and of itself. Being the church, that's another sermon. But the other thing that us church folk, we really like to hold our hat on is our giving, too. How many times have I had people tell me, well, John, you just don't understand. You don't know how much I've given to this church. How many times I've wanted to say, you just don't know how much I care. Is that bad? Because, well, giving is kind of easy too, isn't it? We give to a lot of things. We spend money in a lot of places. In and of itself, that's not a very amazing thing. If we see in Jesus something that we know is God, He is amazed. We don't have to do certain things. We don't have to have certain criteria that make us worthy in someone else's eyes. What makes us worthy and what amazes Jesus, I think, maybe the most is when we have faith that we are seeing God when we see Jesus. Nothing very spectacular about that. That doesn't sound very motivational. But it amazed Jesus, y'all. Sorry it doesn't excite too much. But Jesus was okay with it. Y'all with me? Thank you. There's something 
else significant about this story. What happens to the soldier? Sure, it almost seems kind of in passing that uh, the people get sent back home and when they get home, the boy is healed. Everything's back to normal. It's almost kind of a side part of the story. But what about the soldier? Does he ever follow Jesus? Does he want to be a part of this movement? Does he put his whole faith in Christ? We don't know. We don't know how his faith impacted his life. The only life that we can talk about is our own. How does this faith that we talk about, how does this faith that we proclaim impact our life? What kind of people are we because we see God right in front of us? What kind of lives do we lead because we see God in Jesus? How does our faith impact who we are? Sisters and brothers, that is up to you and I to decide. So, we need to pray because, well, often we put our faith in other things. Often, uh, this praying to Jesus sounds like a good way to get out of things or to get something out of God as well. But, if you want your faith to be in a resurrected Christ that brings peace, hope, joy, and love to our lives, then let's pray together. Oh, gracious God, we are grateful to you for the life of Jesus that we see, that we hear about. We've never met him face to face. We've never heard his words. God, our faith is that we see him, we see you. We pray, God, that that authority that you have given to him would lead our lives, that we could call you Lord, and that you would direct us, that you would show us your will, that your spirit would guide us into greater faithfulness every day of our lives. Thank you, God, for the gift of faith and for the gift of your spirit that shows it to us. In Jesus' name.